Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Today, I'm going to preach. I see so much as a mental health therapist. And I've been attending ministry school, and I've really been getting to know ministry a lot more. I know a lot more about how it works, how God works. There's still a lot I don't know, but a little that I have seen from my history of being a mental health therapist and now stepping into ministry, I want to share some keys that I feel are really important that we need to blend into the church with mental health. I call this episode Letter to the Church from a Mental Health Therapist. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you today. We welcome you right now into this podcast. Be with the listeners wherever they are at, God. I pray, God, that you humble me to honor the people that are listening, honor those who have gone before me, that I am just a little girl sitting at your feet that happened to have gone to school to be a mental health therapist. Use that to help bring healing into the church, God. I pray for more people to follow their calling. If there are some of you listening that feel like, I think I want to be a therapist, or I think I want to be a pastor, or I think I want to go into inner healing, Holy Spirit, come and stir that in them so that they will step into that calling. I pray for those listening, struggling with depression, anxiety, relationship issues, Lord, that you just come in and that your peace can sit upon them and that your glory show on their life, Lord, that they will see the true identity of who they are as a child of God, not the anxious person, not the depressed person. And I pray, God, that you help me to speak what needs to be spoken in this episode, nothing more, nothing less. In your mighty name, Jesus, amen. So last week, I had on an awesome guest, Harmony Klingenmeyer, and she shared about how to get free from the Jezebel and Python spirit. And really, this is kind of that controlling spirit that we can struggle with in churches. And I think it's a good segue into talking about today, because oftentimes people who are struggling with these spirits have a lot of mental health issues. And I don't think the church is super equipped to deal with it. It's it's kind of scary. They're, it is very controlling. And we don't have a lot of answers around it, and we're not getting trained in it. The other thing I want to mention is that I'm going to be speaking in April at Minnesota Sheridan. The website that you can go to if you're interested in this women's retreat is discovermyinsidestory.com. I'd love for you to come, even if you're not from here, that you can come and you can find some friends and get a hotel room. It is going to be amazing. The women that are speaking at this event are outstanding. And I don't know how I've got in the lineup, but I'm on the lineup and I'm super excited to be there and really humbled to be able to step out and speak about being courageous brave, bold Christian women. 
Um, there'll be ministry, there'll be worship, so there'll be lots of opportunities for prayer and healing as well. So I'd love for you to come and share the information for it. So I think one of the biggest problems that we have in churches that I have seen now is really the unhealed people that are attending the church. These There's wounded souls. Um, we can call them orphan spirits. A lot of times people will call them that, but they're in the church. The other issue that I've seen is that deliverance isn't being taught. So either they don't believe in deliverance or they think that it was, you know, back in the day or it's only for those people or those ministries and the pastors and the people in the church aren't equipped in it and they're not getting trained in it. So really I feel like both of these issues go hand in hand. You know, this issue of not being trained in deliverance and then also these wounded souls, these unhealed people that we have in the church. People are wounded and oftentimes it doesn't feel like there's a solution for it. And we really don't understand what the issues are. And then these people who are wounded then go searching, which we should. I mean, I do the same thing. You go searching, you go look, and you find, you know, different books and this different counselor and this person recommended this person. And we just keep seeking and we keep trying to find. And we don't totally get it, but we keep, oh, this worked, this works. And then, oh, I keep digging deep and I keep digging deep. And then, oh, finally, I found a really good spirit-filled therapist. And this person's trained in all sorts of cool things I've never heard of. Maybe they do some inner healing techniques or some practices that they do that are really, really helpful. And yay, I finally found this. And this person who they find, this therapist or this inner healer, whatever whatever it is that their, their role is, they're helping. But this person has done their own work. This person spends time with the Lord on their own. They've done a lot of their own work. And that person who's helping them is truly free. (laughs) Woohoo! And then, because this therapist or this, this minister is doing this great job and they've done their own work, they now don't have any openings. They're helping people. This is great. But they then can't replicate themselves quick enough, which we need them to. When people have done their own work, they are absolutely free. They're spending time with God every day. We need them to replicate themselves. So right now, if you're listening and this is you, if you're that person that people are going to and you're that healer that everyone loves, or if you're listening and you're in the process of healing and you're thinking, I want to be a therapist, go do it, go to school. Or if you want to be in ministry, if you want to get into inner healing, do it, go get trained in this. But I want to speak to those that actually are doing it now. If you are filled and you're busy and you don't have any openings, I want to encourage you to become a supervisor. If you're a therapist, train others, start multiplying yourself so that others can be equipped. You figured it out. So now go help others to do the same. We need more people in ministry, inner healing, in therapy, who are actually free. And you know what I'm talking about. If you can hear me and you're like, yes, yes, I can hear that. So the other problem with trying to find somebody and searching for someone is that they don't quite know if they can trust the person that they're searching for, that they've, you know, they find somebody to help them. And so it can cause people to give up in their search of actually trying to get help as they're digging deep, they're finding for someone, or they 
they connect with somebody or they meet with somebody and there isn't a connection. They nice, you know, they're nice to them and they're like, oh, thank you for helping me. And they keep going. It's not helpful. They're not feeling connected with them. And they just try to be nice instead of just saying, you know, I don't think this is a connection that I was looking for. I think I want to find somebody else. And then they'll give up. And so this just searching this, oh my gosh, person after person of trying to get help and not actually finding the right person. So I want to encourage you, if that's you, don't stop, but also don't settle for somebody that you think would be great and that isn't a great connection. That's okay. Because the key to what I'm wanting to get it in this episode is that we don't know what we don't know. And this is what I keep learning. The more I keep learning, the more I keep getting revealed from the Lord, the more I'm like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> because I keep I keep learning more and I'm like, I don't know anything. As God keeps teaching me more, I just become more and more like humbled and at his feet because I realize I thought I knew so much. You know, and again, I'm not necessarily talking about the knowledge date, you know, education, but just more the wisdom of God. You know, the wisdom of God to seek and to get transformation. So I've got five things I want to share that I kind of have as this message to the church. The first thing before I kind of get into is that if we aren't getting this proper doctrine, then we're not going to grow or we're not going to change. And then we'll continue to have churches filled with wounded people. And we'll have churches filled with people who are not trained in deliverance and aware of what happens when people are struggling so much and how to actually heal this. So then we have churches with a bunch of wounded people. And when the presence of the Lord isn't there and they're not trained in deliverance, people can literally just stay in bondage and continue to go to church. And so then other people in their life think, oh, you go to church? Oh, but you're really struggling with this and this and this. Oh, oh, why would I go to your church? If you continue to struggle, I mean, so to me, the church really needs to be a place of healing, a place of transformation. And again, I'm not saying this like in a shaming way, but like we've got to step up and and be the church for the lost. And that means the people who are attending the church too. This isn't just the people on the street and say, great, we get them into church. We actually have to be a place of transformation, of real transformation. All right, so the first one I want to say is, number one is, there's bigger ministry than just the church. There's marketplace ministry. So I want to first say that find out what your purpose is. Find out what your calling is. Find out what jazzes you up, what gets you excited. What has God really purposed you for? If you are a pastor right now, I just want to say thank you so much and that you got called to this and that you are following that calling and you are serving. Thank you so much for doing that. There's such a sacrifice on your life and that you're you're taking something that you could have done and you're saying, no, I'm serving the Lord in this role. But I also want to say to you, if you're not a pastor and you are in the marketplace ministry, thank you as well. We don't have to have a platform to be serving God. We can be in ministry every single place that we are. Maybe you were called to a certain role, but you're not in where you thought that you would be and it doesn't excite you like you thought it would. Well, maybe ask God, what is it? Like, ask God about your calling. Ask God about your purpose. Get that clarity from God. 
we could be in something that is not actually really what God wants for us. There are so many people who are business owners and they are amazing, mighty men and women of God, that they are blessing their employees. They're blessing the customers. They're blessing the, the bankers that they deal with, the accountants that they deal with. And they, every time they run into this person, they're like, who is this person? They're amazing. And they're praying with people. They're offering blessings in places that they never thought could happen because they know their call, they know their purpose, and they're walking it out and they love it. And so really, God wants us to be in a place where there's grace on what we're doing. He doesn't want us to be struggling. He doesn't want us to be stressed. And if you're a pastor and you're like struggling with your your schedule, if you feel stressed out with what you're doing and you're grinding it out, just like the next person with the other jobs, the regular jobs, Find out how you can bring peace in your life because God doesn't want you to be a stressed out pastor. Again, somebody will look at you and be like, why would I want to follow the God that you follow? Why would I want to go to that church when I see you stressed out? We should look different if we are children of God. We should look different to the rest of the world. So this first one is really about your calling and your purpose, that we really want to follow what is it that God is calling us to. And number two is, as a church, as a pastor, somebody in ministry, your number one priority is the secret place with God, to be intimate with God every single day. I know there's many of you that already do this, but I feel like I need to say this. I think that there are many out there that aren't. And like I said before, they're just look like the next person. They're hustling and bustling like the next busy person with jumping from this thing to the next thing. And if you truly have a calling to be a pastor, God wants you intimate with him so that you're filled up so that you can overflow to the people that you can love on. And this is This communion with God is number one over your spouse, over your children, over your congregation. Because when you do put God first, he's going to guide you in the wisdom for your spouse, for your children, and especially for your church. We've got to be filled up. God doesn't want us to be empty as we're walking in ministry, no matter where that place is. And number three is get to know mental health and don't be afraid of it. Ask God what he thinks about it. And don't just pass this stuff on to the Christian counselor down the road that you don't even really know very much. In fact, call the Christian counselor down the road. Get to know them. Do coffee with them. Find out what they do. Find out what they believe. Get to know more than one of them. Discern if there's somebody that you would refer to your congregation. And if so, then refer. And then follow up. Find out how it's going with that person. And if they aren't, If they aren't good, if you don't feel connected with them, keep looking. And if there isn't any around you, pray that God will send some. Pray that God will train the people that that are thinking about it. Okay, there are some people that will never go to a counselor. They will only talk to a pastor or somebody in ministry. So in churches. We've got to be equipped with mental health. We need to understand it and not be afraid of it. We have authority over everything in the name of Jesus. 
So we need to walk in that. Number four is get trained in inner healing and deliverance. Okay, you don't necessarily have to have a whole department in it, but you could. But be aware of it. Even like a manual approach is an amazing inner healing technique that really is a lifestyle of spending time with the Lord. In this training, you invite Jesus in and you ask for a life-giving memory. And then you allow God to just show you where is he in that memory. When I did this myself, I've, I've done it many different times and I have one specific that's very simple, but God took me to a swing set that I had when I was a little girl. And there was people around at first and as I was able to step into this, everyone else left and it was just me and Jesus. And we literally were just swinging. That's it. There was no purpose. There was nothing else. It was just spending time joyfully with Jesus. And he transformed me. He moved in me to show the depth of his joy of just swinging with him. And so this is just one technique. There's many other ones. There's heart sink. There's sozo. Um, Theophostic is one that is a little bit more older, but there's newer ones that they're getting more research on that there's brain science around that, that this is really helpful. And same with deliverance. We, we can't be the church that doesn't know what to do when somebody's really, really struggling. Again, we have to have healthy boundaries. We can't come in and, you know, save these people. It's God who saves them. You know, we still need to direct them to the right place. They still need to be making healthy choices for themselves. Um, I think sometimes we can then go bend over backwards and go the other way where we end up you know, spending hours and hours with these people and praying with them all the time, that's not healthy either. So there does need to be this healthy balance. But, you know, some churches actually have a department where they do have inner healing deliverance. Um, Some of them will actually find a relationship with someone nearby and refer to them. But really, I just want to encourage you, if it's not something you've stepped into, find out more about it. Schedule an appointment yourself so that you can know more about it to to not be so afraid if it's something that you haven't stepped into. And number five, this is probably the most important thing, (laughs) do your own work. Therapists, pastors, people in ministry, we've got to be free. Remember earlier in the podcast, I was talking about you finally found that person that's able to help you. Well, the person that was able to help you is free themselves and they're spending their time with God every day in communion with him. And so we need to be humble. We need to step out to operate from this place of childlike wonder and humility and just sitting at the feet of Jesus and saying, God, just teach me, show me your ways. Help me to be more like you. Show me what it is that needs to be pruned. Take away my dead branches. What do I need deliverance for, Lord? Take it away. And we don't rest in the fact that, well, I'm good, you know, because I'll just, I'll just send people away to go get help at some, you know, some other place or, you know, this other person's trained in this. And we just pass people on because we're busy doing the things and we're not allowing God in to reveal to us the things that we're actually struggling with ourselves. I mean, we should have a top-notch marriage and where intimacy is awesome in our marriage, where we're spending time with our spouse and we love being with our spouse that our kids, yep, they misbehave sometimes, but we're teaching them. We're coaching them. We have laugh, laughing times and we have times that we're crying and we're struggling. We're moving through life, 
bringing Jesus into the struggles, praising Jesus, even when we're struggling. And we have this like lifestyle with God, but it has to come from a place of humility, vulnerability with Jesus. I had a pastor on last summer named Tim Ross. I want to encourage you to check out his his podcast, his YouTube, and find out more information about what he's talking about. He literally is doing what I'm talking about. He could do this whole podcast today, but he's a pastor. He's not a mental health therapist. So I'm speaking up as a mental health therapist. And he says that vulnerability is his superpower. It is fascinating to hear him talk and how free he is. That's the word that I would say about him. He is free. And that doesn't mean he doesn't have struggles, but he's so aware of them and he's so aware of the process of giving them to Jesus and sharing with his wife, sharing with people that he trusts. And he's open with the Lord. And he's even done sermons on mental health. He's done sermons on getting free, on deliverance. And it's so real. It's not weird. It's just natural. So to me, what he is, is this byproduct of being a child of God. So it's this natural process that when we seek God and we're his children, freedom comes. But it doesn't come if we don't sit and be a child and humble ourselves. And we need to do more of this in the church. If we just look like everything is put together, if we look like everything's happy, but behind closed doors, we're struggling and we're stressed, but because we're a pastor, we got to have it put all, all put together. That doesn't give an invitation for people in your church to say, I'm going to go get help. We've got to learn how to have that art of being humble, of being childlike, of being vulnerable and being professional. There is an art to this and the Holy Spirit can teach us, but we need to step in to invite Holy Spirit in. And the last thing that I would say is know your authority as a Christian, know your authority as a leader, not just operate simply from a gift. See, we can have gifts of the Holy Spirit and they're irrevocable, but we can still be doing the things that are not helpful. We could still be in porn. We could still be in sin. We could still be in drunkenness and operate with a gift. People at churches, they don't know the difference. They look and they see, oh, you're super gifted. You're super anointed. But behind the scenes, things aren't going well in your marriage. Things aren't going well for you. We need pastors and leaders and people in ministry, and I'm going to say therapists too, to be able to be so vulnerable where we step into this place and from that place of vulnerability and meekness, we learn our authority in Christ. Because that's what happens when you surrender, when you give up the stuff. Jesus shows up and he shows you his ways. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You guys, this isn't like a another like spirit. Jesus isn't another spirit. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So you might get help from something else, but it's not like Jesus. He is a miracle-working God. But we need to let go of all the stuff that we have and surrender to him so he can come in and show us our purpose, our calling, 
the authority we have in him. The power of being real, the power of being authentic and vulnerable, and the testimony that's released when we allow that to show up. So in this letter to the church, as a mental health therapist, I'm here to tell you that I honor you so much. I am so proud of every single church, of every single pastor, of every single minister, inner healing pastor, even counselors. I honor you and I thank you for the surrender and the service that you have to God's people. But I want to encourage you that God wants you free. He wants you bringing that freedom in so people can see they can be free too. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, Revelations 19.10, that when we release testimonies, when we release what God does, his Holy Spirit goes out and moves. There is more to the kingdom of God, so much more than we ever could imagine. I don't even know, even a portion of it. So I pray that this encourages those who are listening. I pray, God, that you come in and you move in churches. You move in inner healing and deliverance ministries. You move in the mental health counseling business, Lord, that we just start to break open and have this shift that happens where there is a blending and there is a movement across the way, that there's a bridge that happens, Lord, that we're not afraid of each other. That when we step in and we see that we're just all children of God, just sitting at your feet. There's no one bigger or better than the other. Actually, I would say as a mental health therapist, I I honor pastors and I honor those in authority over me. So I would say that it's not that they're better, but I just honor your position in the kingdom. But we're all called to cast out demons. We're all called to get trained. We're all called to be in ministry as children of God. And so I just pray for the humility and vulnerability to come into churches, to come into ministries. That we can learn to yield to God and hear what he has to say. How amazing we truly are. So we can help the lost in the church and out of the church. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensonLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.